Are you looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and faith this Advent season? A Contemplative Las Posadas by Bill Snyder is a novena that offers reflections based on the traditional Mexican devotion that reenacts the journey of St. Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The ecclesiastically approved devotional is available for purchase for only $4.99 on our website, patchworkheart.org, or emailing info at patchworkheart.org. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us and being here on this wonderful morning. Uh, it's uh, December, folks, and it's hard to believe that I'm saying that uh, 2020 has truly flown by. But uh, I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Anne DeSantis. Uh, welcome, Anne, and how are you this morning? Oh, great. Great. It's great to be back with you, Bill, after your vacation, too. <laughs> yes, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back in the country and uh, back uh, with all of you and our wonderful listeners. So uh, I know we have a great guest today, and why don't we jump right in? Yeah, I was very excited this, this morning because we have Christina Simmons. She's an author, blogger, speaker, and mentor, and a family member of the Apostles of Interior Life. And her website is sayyestoholiness.com. And I'm also blessed because we know each other from smartcatholics.com. Uh, a brand new venue that I got involved with for the God is Mercy conference a couple weeks back uh, and, and was so honored to work with her. She was able to co-host some of the actual sessions for the conference. So good morning, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, not at all. It, it's so much my pleasure. Um, thanks, Bill. And thanks, Ann, for having me on. Uh, it's always a great opportunity to have uplifting conversation, which is what you all are about here on the Sewing Hope podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what we're about. And I know you're about that, too, because you hosted me on your podcast. And that was such an honor for me to, to uh, be on your podcast as well. So, uh, hey, let's start out with your faith journey. I know you and I talked weeks back and you shared with me how you came into such a deep faith. I'd love for our listeners to hear as well. Yeah, um, well, you know, for the most part, um, I'm a convert to Catholicism. So uh, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the converts who are on fire. But um, I actually contend that it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, who actually comes upon us and uh, and inspires us if if we're listening and um, I joke many times with people that I mentor and and work with and coach and and say that it took a lot of uh, God using two by fours as significant times in my life to get me to listen um, but uh, one of those times was in bringing me back as as I like to say um, I was raised uh, Presbyterian. So I was raised Christian. I think we may have lost her there, Anne, for a minute. Are you still there? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, when once Christina's uh, internet connection gets back, we'll get uh, back to her, of course. Uh, but um, 
But yeah, uh, sorry. There, Christina, we lost there you for we... a second. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and just pick up where you left off. It looks like you're uh, frozen again, maybe. <laughs> the dreaded internet freeze, folks. <laughs> sorry, we're dealing with that That's this right. morning. Uh, we just ask everyone to maybe just say a quick Hail Mary. Let's just say a quick Hail Mary that uh, the internet connections get worked out here. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou. Here, let's Lord. see if that helps. Oh, I didn't even need to finish the Hail Mary. Did that help at all? Christina, are you are you with us? <laughs> let's finish the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with Bless thee. It. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Well, like, in, until we get our guests back, um, folks, uh, we'll just keep uh talking uh yep she dropped off just for a second here so uh i i want to mention at the beginning of the program here uh while we do not have a guest uh that our um that our uh advent devotional uh is out folks our advent devotional is out it's called a contemplative las posadas uh, you can get it on our website um and it's 4.99 uh so you head over to patchworkheart.org uh it the novena begins uh, on the 16th of uh, December, so just eight days away. Uh, head over there and grab it, or you can get it on Amazon as well. Uh, but we do have our guest back now. Uh, Christina, are you still with us, or is your internet still having a few issues? <laughs> I am. All right, you are with us. Awesome. So good. Thank So good. Thank you for being with us. Uh, uh, sorry. Nope. It, it we said a hail mary for you and we're glad you're able to be with us still and join us uh so uh we'll just let you pick up where you left off we're talking about your faith journey yeah so um i i was sharing about the fact that uh, in my teen years uh, just ran into uh the the human element of church as many of us do uh, people, you know, saying one thing on Sunday and doing other things Monday through Saturday and really disillusioned me. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on in my personal life. And uh, so pretty much I walked away. I was like, you know, obviously there's not a God uh, if he allows this kind of thing to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, by the time I went to college, which was at Marquette University in uh, Milwaukee, um, I had kind of made amends with God. It's like, okay, you're there. Um, but Jesus was just a nice, uh, you know, uh, teacher. And, uh, subsequently, of course, we know that there's no such thing. You don't have that choice with Jesus because that's not what he said, uh, and who he is. But, um, I had a, uh, most profound encounter, uh, a good Friday of my freshman year. And, um, in that moment, it was something of where, um, I knew without a doubt that he was real, he was present, he loved me beyond measure, and uh, I started to do whatever I could in order to uh, learn, you know, to know him and love him and serve him. And subsequently, that led me into the church uh, in 1989. And then, um, although I have, uh, you know, not been the most faithful uh, in the sense of, uh, how I've lived out my faith and a lot of that was my own lack of understanding of what that meant and how it was to be done. Um, I've tried my best to uh, also help others do the same, but he's been a constant even when I've been inconstant. And that's probably been the, the biggest lesson throughout my life is that it's very much the footprints poem. 
of where those times when I thought he wasn't there, he was there carrying me. Um, but it's not until you look back that you really understand that. Mm -hmm. mm. Beautiful. You know, you and I, uh, I, I actually live in Milwaukee, so, uh, so I'm very close ah. to Marquette and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful campus. And, uh, I, I know many people who have had, uh, you know, deepenings of faith, uh, on, on that campus, my, myself included. So, uh, just a, just a beautiful, I, I didn't go to Marquette, but, uh, but a beautiful campus, uh, and, a wonderful uh, spot. So definitely have that in common with you, Christine. That's, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely was um, blessed. And when I was coming into the church uh, at the time, uh, both Rock O'Connor and Dan Schutte were mm -hmm. musicians at JZU uh, during that time. And uh, so my experience of liturgical music uh, and, uh, and John Weisrock was there as the organist still. Uh, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm now in Birmingham, Alabama, the Diocese of Birmingham, Alabama, in a small town in Alabama. And um, our cathedral uh, might be a quarter of what Jesu is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's funny, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you, you, you definitely chose wisely. It's definitely warmer there today than it is here. Yes. Uh, so, and so here too. <laughs> so you chose I actually wisely. would beg to differ. It's uh, 24 degrees outside. Oh my gosh. My wow. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> Never would have guessed Birmingham, Alabama is colder than uh, Milwaukee today, but, uh, it's all good. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Beautiful faith story. And, uh, it, it Pick up with us. So what happened then after college, because obviously it led you to where you are now and in Birmingham and other life situations that brought you even closer. Yeah. Um, so I came out of college and went to, into the army. Uh, I had a four year army ROTC scholarship. That's how I could afford to go to Milwaukee to Marquette. And uh, as I came out of Marquette, I went on active duty and I spent 14 years in the military. Um, only the first uh, three were active uh, because it was coinciding with the first Gulf War and then also with the drawdown in Europe. So my first uh, assignment was actually overseas. And um, so my experience of being Catholic was within uh, the military, you know, the archdiocese and mil you know, uh, military services. And it's definitely a different flavor. Uh, so um, I uh, was uh, not really a part of a parish for like the first four years uh, out of college. And um, but I came off of active duty and I had gotten my master's degree in history as well as certified to teach. And I actually ended up teaching in a Catholic school. Um, and uh, so that was a, a big piece of my uh, really coming to see how it was being shared, um, you know, with the next generation. And, uh, and that's actually a big passion of mine is trying to rectify. And I'm just so thrilled with the new directory of catechesis that was released uh, this summer. Uh, because it really goes about trying to rectify some of the things that we inadvertently um, have been doing that the secular world is doing and has led to a lot of the problems we have in our society right now. But um, but that experience and then also uh, in my personal life, uh, I went to, I, I was married outside the church. One, I didn't know I was supposed to be married in the church. Uh, that was a little bit of my, you know, 
not formed well, but uh, a divorce. And then the circuitous way of how God brought me back and then was blessed uh, by going through the annulment process of all things um, to truly come to know God's mercy and his love. And, uh, and then he brought a, a wonderful man into my life who uh, will we'll be celebrating 25 years next year uh, and, you know, of uh, marriage. And, um, you know, so all of those different things along the way. But uh, what happened was, is that it was actually after 9-11 and just about uh, that same exact time, the, um, and it was a, a Jesuit, actually the same pastor who had baptized me and brought me into the church at Marquette. And uh, he was at Creighton University, and they took the spiritual exercises in daily life and put them online uh, through the collaborative uh, online ministries office. And uh, so that was where I uh, did the uh, spiritual exercises in daily life, and that began that transformation of really making it first, got my theology degree, and subsequently I've been involved in ministry for you know more than 25 years now. So. Wow. Yeah. Your love of God comes through, I think, in everything that you do, because as I mentioned at the beginning, you and I had the honor to work together for the God is Mercy conference at with smartcatholics.com. And you have been doing a lot with smart Catholics. And I think that's also amazing. The, the new communities that you've become involved with uh, with smart Catholics. Tell us about that too, because uh, I'm never ceases to amaze me all the great talks that you're doing and, and new friends that you're meeting on that platform. Yeah. Um, so, you know, two things that have come out of my ministry. And I think a lot of it is because um, I'm, a, I'm a student of history as well as theology. Um, and then also, you know, uh, was formed, you know, uh, I'm a teacher's kid, guidance counselor's kid, uh, as well as was a teacher myself. Um, but all of that led me to be able to kind of see gaps of where things are needed. And so uh, two things kind of coalesced, and this ties into smart Catholics, which is, um, of course, everyone talks about the, the new evangelization. And the fact is, is that what I found is I started to dig into how can I be a part of this call, um, you know, that we are to go and to share the good news, which is what lives are supposed to do. Um, and but I was struggling to figure out how to do that. And finally, all the pieces kind of came together. And what I realized was, is that my journey was not dissimilar from others, which was uh, one. People either did not know that they were called to holiness themselves, um, or if they did know that, they didn't know what to do or how to do it. Um, and so that became my, okay, so how can I kind of answer these three questions? And that's actually, you know, where my book came, came into play, uh, where I captured that, uh, being able to give people that foundational kind of primer of, we need to address these questions. It's definitely not the end all be all, um, you know, of uh, uh, books in the sense of for your spiritual life, but it definitely gives you that entry point so that you know what you should be about, how you should be going about doing it. And that's where I talk about the four steps to holiness and share them, but it's all from the wisdom of the church. But for whatever reason, we have lost it, you know, in our living it out. 
Um, and it was like, okay, so how do we share this? Um, and right now, the rate of knowledge in our world is doubling, you know, every 12 hours. Knowledge, you know, in the world is doubling every 12 hours. And what that does is, is that that just overwhelms people with tons of information. And what I found was, is that most people who are trying to live out their faith life, they were just overwhelmed with, okay, well, it doesn't matter how I, you know, do this or what I do or, you know, and it's just like, okay, we just need a simple plan um, to be able to approach it. And then from there you go deeper and deeper because that's how God works. Um, And, you know, so, I'm not the first one uh, to to come up with the fact that, hey, there's four things that we should be about. Uh, the four steps to holiness I talk about, daily prayer and meditation, you know, living that life of grace, which is frequenting the sacraments in particular, uh, striving each day to grow in virtue, and then abandoning ourselves to God's will. And in those four steps are all of those common characteristics that all the saints throughout all of history hold in common. Um, but into that came, how do we share this? How do we truly um, do the new evangelization? And one of the biggest things, one of the greatest gifts actually of 2020 of COVID for the Catholic church is the fact that, you know, the church was dragged kicking and screaming finally into the digital landscape. I mean, there were definitely people who were there, Um, you know, uh, Bishop Robert Barron, of course, has been on the forefront um, and uh, Word on Fire and his apostolate. But um, all the other kind of I call them the big three. uh, So Ascension Press and uh, the Augustine Institute and Dynamic Catholic, um, although they had done, you know, some online work and they would do like Bible studies and make them accessible there was none of this coming together in community, growing together in community and doing it in a intentional way. Mm. And smart Catholics is that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that that's the huge difference. And so um, that's actually what I do with my Camino. Uh, say yes to holiness. I have a small group that I walk with uh, and it's, I'm trying to lay that model and show that, we can do all of what the directory of catechesis tells us we need to be about when we're in the midst of doing holistic formation. Yeah. Um, and it's customizable. It's, it's individual, but it's within group. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, encountering Christ in a personal way, but then also within the mind of the church. Um, and uh, so it, it's something where I'm not the only one doing these kind of things. It's happening. It, you can tell it's the Holy spirit. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, because you run into groups and, you know, people and some dioceses that have got diocesan efforts going on. Um, but it was it's awesome because smart Catholics is being very intentional about kind of becoming a platform where all those kind of different groups are able to come and be housed. And then whatever it is that really resonates with your heart, you can go and be a part of the of that. And then, of course, they have, um, you know, all the different conferences. So. Um, I'm a part of that just because my message of saying yes to holiness is one that, you know, goes across, you know, uh, you know, age as well as um, no matter where you are on the journey, we still need to be attentive to these things. And uh, we need to be putting first things first, becoming right ordered. And uh, if we're not doing those things, then you know, we might think that we're being faithful. 
but we're probably missing the boat. We're probably not doing what we need to be doing so God can truly transform us. Um, so, but yeah, it's been awesome, uh, you know, meeting all the folk within God is Mercy Conference, uh, the Jesus-Centered uh, Life Conference uh, just is ending today. Uh, and that's, I think that's got like more than 13,000 people that are participating in that. Um, and uh, so uh, that, that's that been awesome just to meet people from all over the world. Yeah, it really is incredible to work with them. And I know, Anne, uh, you know, the God is Mercy was amazing. Uh, and and it, and what you're doing, Christina, is is, you know, amazing as well having a, having a group, you know, and you said it perfectly, um, you know, being able to come together in community is, is a craving of the human spirit, right? Like, it's just like, this is what we're made for. We're made for, you know, un union with God, but we do it, uh, through community. We do, you know, our, you know, our worship, our public worship is done in community. It's not done, you know, privately. Yes. We're supposed to pray and have relationship with God personally, but, but our public worship of God is done in community, you know, uh, for the most part. And so, and so that's something that's certainly been lacking during the pandemic. But, but as you pointed out, smart Catholics enables people to be able to come together in community, just like we are now via zoom and, uh, all this technology, uh, you know, that enables us to be able to talk to people around the country in different time zones around the world in different time zones. It, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and, and to see you plugging into the mission of the, of the church and doing it, um, is just, is just even more admirable. So, so thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that, but, um, you know, uh, I, I like to always be reminded, uh, cause, uh, I need to be humble just as our, our lady, uh, was, uh, which we celebrate today, uh, God's mercy towards her, his love towards her. Um, and, uh, you know, giving the graces of her son's redemption uh, to her, you know, from the beginning. But um, it, it's something where I'm just a unprofitable servant. I'm, I'm just doing what I can, uh, the gifts that he's given me. And a lot of people will be like, wow, you do so much. And it's like, well, unfortunately, I think I ended up with the five talents instead of the, the one or the two. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm going to have a, a, a heavier accounting uh, that I'll have to do. But um, it, it really is just about trying to respond to the great need that there is. Uh, our, our, uh, it breaks my heart. Uh, it really does when I look around and I see so many people who don't know that their lives have purpose and meaning and they're to be an unrepeatable saint in all of history. No one else can be who they are, what they are, or where they are. And God put them where they are particularly. And it breaks my heart to see people who don't see that they have this, you know, purpose to be a saint that no one else can be. It breaks my heart that people are so full of anxiety and are, are just being crushed by all the worries of the world when God's got it. Um, but we, we have to learn how to allow him to take it. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and it's that life of abundance. You were talking about community. Mm -hmm. And uh, the biggest thing that uh, I liken it to the both and. Um, it's not just a relationship, personal relationship with God. Um, but it's also, we can't do it without the community. 
Um, if we don't have community, then we aren't becoming fully who we're supposed to be. And if we're not becoming fully who we're supposed to be, then the community, the body of Christ, isn't becoming who it's supposed to be either. Um, and so it, it's together uh, that we do it. And uh, when we try to do things on our own, which I'll be the, the first one to raise my hand uh, and I go the self-reliant route, um, then we're missing something. <clears throat> and uh, so it's desperately needed that message that God wants us to live that life of abundance. And it's not a material abundance, although there is a piece of that, but um, it is that abundance of true life. Um, Jesus didn't have a lot, but he certainly had a full life of, of friendship and love and family and all the things that truly matter in life. Um, so I, I prefer to, to follow that route. Yeah, I, I love how you're living that up with the community as well. Like I, I know you said your heart is breaking for people who don't understand that. Um, and, and I know for myself that there was a time that I was there too, <laughs> that I was there too. And I didn't understand that. And, and I did go through my own troubles during that period. Uh, but I know that part of it is for you that you are also hungering that and that you are participating in things like smart Catholics and in the, in the groups and it's made you a better person and you're taking what you learn, what you're continuing to learn and you're bringing that to other people because you know, and I know that it's the right way. You know, the right way is to be uh, in communion. Um, and I know another thing I want to bring up that I think that you do very, very well. And I think it's something that the church is missing uh, is that compassion for people who are suffering. And you said, you use the words that it breaks your heart. And I don't think that there's enough people out there, Catholic or non-Catholic, whose hearts are, quote, breaking for those people who are marginalized, people who are outside of the group, people who don't feel part of the community. And a lot of times, you know, Christina and Bill, um, sometimes it's through no fault of their own. I mean, at least that's even been my own experience. Sometimes it's not because of their fault. Yeah. And I hate to say it, sometimes it's the community's fault too, right? Yeah. It, I, it, I hate to say that. So, and then you brought up something, you know, Bishop Barron and the different big three, they're finally, all of them are starting to come together. As you said, we've been forced during this time of the pandemic to say, we need to hop on board with this. We need to hop on board with realizing that people don't just need information about their faith. Yep. They need relationship. And, and yes, they need relationship with God, but they need relationship with one another too. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we say to Dominic, people like Dominic and Charbel, our other friend from um, Perusia, who I'm going to be interviewing this Friday, Bill, uh, with uh, Perusia Media, Charbel Raish, uh, he will be interviewed by me on Friday with Journeys in Faith. They're doing the same thing. They're bringing community together so that people can do exactly what you just said. So mm -hmm. tell us more. How has it affected your own sense of faith, the fact that now you have these friends in community? You can go on these different um, 
Zoom calls and phone calls and meetings and you really communing with these people. What is that like for you to get to know them? Um, it's absolutely, uh, you know, it, it, it's astounding and it, it just brings me to a place of gratitude. Um, so um, I'm a family member of the Apostles of Interior Life, <clears throat> which for people who aren't familiar, the Apostles of Interior Life sisters were begun in 1990s, and they're still a very small order, but their charism is to evangelize others through helping them uh, form the, their interior life. Um, and so I first encountered them and met them in Kansas City, Kansas, when I was being certified as a spiritual mentor through the School of Faith um, and Archbishop Nauman out there, um, their School of Faith, they have a spiritual mentorship program. But um, in that uh, time of two years and coming together, uh, we came together for a week at a time. So by the time we finished, we had been together as a month. And this is, uh, and by we, I'm talking more than a hundred something, you know, deacons, lay people, priests, as well as the sisters and brothers um, and the apostles of interior life um, and uh, school of faith faculty. And that experience of living in community was one where it's just like it completely transformed, you know, my understanding about what was needed. And it was like, okay, I need to be able to figure out how can I help other people experience this, get a taste of it enough, form them well enough so that then they know what they need to be doing where they are. Um, and that's what has kind of become my, my mission. Uh, but when like being able to reach out, so every week I have a uh, a Zoom call uh, with the remote members of the Apostle of the Interior Life. And the Apostle of the Interior Life are in two significant places now. They actually were in Champaign, Illinois, Madison, Wisconsin at one time. Um, but they're now predominantly in, uh, in Kansas City, Kansas area, because they're out at Lawrence at KU. Um, doing campus ministry, and then they're also down at Texas A&M, so they're down in Texas. So outside of those two kind of big locations where you have a lot of family members because they've all encountered the apostles, we have those of us who are remote where, you know, it's an eight-hour drive to get to see an apostle uh, or be in person with them. And um, but so I have a group we meet every week, and I have not in person been in the same room with, I'd say, 90% of those who are in this group. But I feel like, I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the, these are people that I'm sharing my innermost self, and I feel closer to them than I do some people on my own street, which is bad on me. <laughs> but, but the fact is, is that you know, they're in in the state of Washington, they're in Illinois, they're in Wisconsin, they're, you know, uh, they're all over the place. Um, and, uh, but whenever two or three are gathered in Christ's name, we're, we're in union through the Holy Spirit with them. And that's what we have to help people understand, uh, is that it's about our desire and Jesus and our mother Mary is always trying to draw us closer together. He wants his children to be together. She wants, you know, her children to be able to come to know her son better. 
And any time that we draw together with the intent and the desire to draw closer to God and become more like Jesus, you know, it, it's possible. So it's about helping people kind of unbox that great gift that God has given us that, you know, as you said, Anne, I mean, I, I was the same. I mean, there, there were years where, hey, a beautiful day outside. Uh, I'm not going to mass. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been there. Um, I've gone through the anguish of, you know, an annulment process and not being able to receive the sacrament um, and, uh, you know, and knowing what that is. And, um, you know, so it, it, it's something where to remember how it was to be marginalized for whatever reason. Um, and now where we live is a predominantly, uh, we're in a predominantly Hispanic community. Uh, I say we're actually on the front edge of what the church is going to be looking like um, in the in the next 10 to 15 years. But, um, you know, most of our Hispanic brothers and sisters, the majority of them are undocumented. Um, and so the life that they lead, um, but then to see them, I mean, my devotion, my sincerity and, and, and authenticity, authenticity with my God, especially in front of him in adoration, is nothing compared to my brothers and sisters. You know, I mean, it's like I am just leveled. I am humbled by their, their devotion. Uh, right now we are, um, you know, preparing, leading up to Our Lady Guadalupe. And it's amazing what people are doing. Yeah, it's incredible. It definitely is. While still social distancing, everything we have to do. Um, and yet they're still bringing people, you know, to, to Jesus. They're still bringing people to Mary. Um, and, uh, you know, so, um, but I'm, I'm mindful of that. And uh, it, it's a great blessing that God has given me, um, and, and my husband is a secular Franciscan, so, uh, as well. So both, both of us are, are, uh, are constantly reminded of, um, Jesus was poor. Um, and, uh, you know, and mother Teresa of Calcutta is a, is a beautiful, um, you know, uh, you know, she, she's one of my, uh, my, my fabulous, uh, seven, uh, you know, saints of where, um, the greatest poverty actually is the poverty in spirit um, in our world, especially in our Western world is truly suffering from that right now. Uh, so anything that we can do to help others be able to know the, the great gift that they are, that they have to offer others and then the life that God wants for them. I, I'm, I'm all in for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think you're doing amazing work. And, and on top of that, you know, it's not just the work, you are an amazing human being who cares so much about doing God's will and you care so much about people and so does the Lord. And so you're following in his ways when you're caring about community and you want them to experience the things that you have experienced and you understand what it's like to go through that suffering. So now as you're going through your life every day, you have that desire for community, the desire to follow his will and to pray. I think that is just a real blessing. I'm blessed to know you, and I'm glad that we're working together with smart Catholics. You know, Bill is involved with it as well. 
Um, I just want to commend also Dominic uh, D'Souza, who we know, the founder, uh, and, and he has a mission to do exactly what you just said, which is to take it from what's in a book right in front of us, the catechism, the Bible, something that we read online and making that become real instead of just pages that we're reading and thinking, well, that's really nice, but what do I do with it? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't it, isn't that what it comes yeah. down to? That's really nice, but what can I do with this? So um, yep. yeah. maybe you can take us. So Christine, somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, wow, this all sounds great, but I have no idea how to jump in. Where, mm -hmm. where, how can you suggest for someone who maybe they're away from their faith, maybe they're Catholic, but don't have that sense of community or that understand of the, the four points that you mentioned? Uh, can you give mm -hmm. them some advice? Sure. Um, the, the first has got to be very simply, if you have a desire, it's because God has placed it there. Um, and God has placed it there for a reason. Uh, and, you know, say yes to it. And that's where my tagline comes from, uh, is uh, say yes uh, and trust that our Lord is going to put the people as well as the opportunities before you if you're willing to stop and listen um, and, and trust him. So um, if you're not sure, you know, the what to do, uh, the first is know you're loved. Uh, you, you are loved beyond measure. Um, and uh, that, that's something that um, you need to hear. And you are loved so much that even if you don't think that you're missed, you are. You are missed, especially at the banquet table that we call the mass. Um, you're, you're, you're missed. Uh, we are less because you're not with us. Um, we all make those mistakes. We all make those choices and decisions that seem like can't be overcome. But that's about us, not about God. God is the creator of the universe, and he is capable of healing anything. Uh, right now, uh, we just had the, the great um, Friday, and then yesterday, we had the great story of the two blind men, and then the paralytic. Um, and, you know, community, talk about community, the, the paralytic had his friends bring him. Um, but in both cases, uh, it was about how great is your faith. And so respond to it. Um, and then go and check out, uh, you know, what you know is going to be nourishing and uh, good content. So it's not about what we know, but it's about what are, what, what's the things that our Lord is, is calling you to. So um, if, if you're able to get to a mass or to adoration, I know with COVID, every diocese is different. Um, but if you can get to mask to adoration, then go. Just go and sit in the back pew in, in the little corner. Um, but just go and be in Jesus's presence. Allow him to love on you. And then, you know, if you have that opportunity, go to confession. Um, it's not just about saying we're sorry to God. That is important. But it's more important for God's mercy be able to come and heal all the wounds that you have. And that's what the great physician wants to do. So to come to the sacraments, if you can, 
Um, and so that that would be one. If that seems like it's a bridge too far, open up the scriptures. There's tons of ways, that you, especially the daily readings. So the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, usccb.org, they have the daily readings. And why am I saying the daily readings instead of just opening up the Bible? It's great to open up the Bible, but to open it up in union with the lived experience of the church right now and all the time, living the liturgical year, that brings you into spiritual union with people, even if you aren't in the same room with them. So even if you physically can't see them, you become in union with the church. And to read the scriptures, to allow Jesus to speak to you through his word. It is a living word. So allow it and spend that time. That's what daily prayer and meditation is about. To spend some time. You know, just like any friend, we got we to gotta have a cup of coffee. You know, you, you got to sit down and have conversation. I mean, how long does it take to have a decent? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> man. How long does it take to have a conversation? It takes at least a good 20 minutes. I mean, you know, so when people are like, I don't have time, you know, but it, that's a neither here nor there. But allow yourself that you know opportunity to hear his words being spoken to you from the mind of the church within union with the body of Christ, which is the church. Um, so to do those things, you know, and then reach out, go to smartcatholics.com, jump in. It's a free platform. I mean, you can jump on, you can see what's going on. Um, you know, my, uh, I, I have a say yes to the holiness uh, group that's within smart Catholics. You can jump in there. Um, in fact, I've partnered with, uh, smart Catholics with Dominic, uh, and smart Catholics. So in January, uh, during the week of uh, prayer and Christian unity, which is uh, January 18th, um, but it's also the same week that we're going to have an inauguration of our of our next president. Um, and uh, the fact is, is that uh, I'm doing a summit. So the Say Yes Winter Summit. And the difference between a summit and a conference is that a summit is focused upon a particular issue a particular challenge and the challenge that we'll be focusing upon is going to be how can we be agents of healing and transformation in our world today and it's going to be coming at it from uh, a holistic you know formation of where we're going to look at it how can we do that you know in our natural you know lives you know uh, in in our day-to-day -day lives um, you know within our families with our friendships uh, with our neighbors and how can we do it in our spiritual lives? Um, how can we then, you know, how can we continue to be formed intellectually so that we can then go and have the tools and skills we need to do this? And also being aware of the need, but then also pastorally, which is apostolically, what is God calling us to do? And we're going to be looking at all of that. But um, but there's tons of events. Uh, there's tons of different things that you can jump into. Uh, right now is a golden time. <clears throat> for opportunities, um, you know, just go and Google, you know, things like Knights of Mercy. Uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville is doing another Advent Night of Hope uh, in uh, this coming Saturday, I think it is. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's just the Augustine Institute. Uh, you know, if uh, find out whether or not your your local parish has a formed subscription. 
And I say that you can go to form.org yourself and you can get a personal subscription. So it's free. And you have access to daily reflections and every single Bible study, you know, under the sun you could think of. Um, and, you know, so it is something where no matter how it is that you come to, you know, really uh, be able to encounter God for yourself, be it through your head, which is how I predominantly come through God. And then the longest journey is from my head to my heart, um, uh, you know. But or going in and being a part of the mission of the church, serving the poor, uh, taking food to the hungry. Um, you know, we have a food pantry at our uh, at our parish and that serves the community. And, you know, uh, you still can go and knock on doors and stand six feet away and say, hey, can I have some food? So I take it to the food pantry. Um, there's all sorts of ways that we can become involved in the work that God, you know, desires for us. We just need to be ready to be quiet in the stillness and allow him to speak to us because he's always whispering. He's, he's always whispering and he wants you to come home. So in whatever way that you're desiring, that you're longing for, those longings are him speaking to you. So just take that step. Just take a little baby step and, you know, reach out to me. Um, I'm, I'm always glad, uh, to sit down and do a, uh, free, you know, 15 minute consultation of what's the next best step for me, you know, and could have this conversation with you. Uh, and you can find, uh, you can reach out to me, um, you know, through, uh, say yes to holiness.com. Um, you know, so the, the key to be able to find it because Google is weird is actually to put in, uh, HTTPS. And then that uh, colon uh, forward slash forward slash, and then the www.sayyestoholiness.com. Um, I've got tons of things uh, at my website that's through the movement. Uh, I've got a free video series, three-day video series, which is uh, three three steps to get closer to God. Um, you know, I've got a 40-day challenge, which will send you an email every day, and it gives you content from my Say Yes book. Uh, get my book, uh, you know, um, it, there, there's tons of different things that you can do, but do something, um, allow God to start working. All you got to do is give God a tiny little crack. He'll take care of the rest. Pull the doors so that, that would be what I would be saying to folk out there and know that I'll, I'll be praying. I'll be praying for you. So please feel free to reach out to me. Yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit makes appointments, and I'm sure he's making appointments with several listeners right now, uh, Christina, you know, uh, that are that are listening to you talk and say this. And, you know, it's such a beautiful thing that you started with desire and you ended with desire in that because it's there, there's something so important about um, listening to how God is moving in our personal hearts, right? You know, he, he is speaking to us. He is working in our lives. And, you know, we have to acknowledge that God is not dead. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things that's going on in our culture and our society right now is that, you know, we are we are constantly told that we can do this on our own. We can do this by ourselves. You know, we don't need anybody's support. We don't need anybody's help. That is not true. You know, that is the biggest lie that's out there. It's the biggest lie that's out there that we can do it ourselves. Uh, and and the and we here's the crazy thing though we all have a desire as you said that you know that that is planted within our hearts to come together in community to worship god you know worship him 
um, is, is our purpose really on earth, you know, to, 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 you know, to know, love and serve and worship him is, you know, it's not the battle of catechism said so many years ago to know, love and serve God. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we are about on this planet. And unfortunately we get, especially this time of year, we get filled with so many other things, right? I mean, you know, the, you know, the world is screaming at us, you know, to buy everything on Amazon right now and have it shipped to your front door. And, and uh, so, so, but we have a desire for something greater. It's for the, it's for the family. It's for the, it's for uh, to worship God. It's to come closer to him. It's to come, it's to grow. And so all the stuff you're doing, I mean, you know, I, I took some, you know, notes as you were talking, but there's so many amazing things that you are offering. You know, we encourage people to visit, uh, you know, your website again, you know, say yes to holiness.com again, put in the full, uh, you know, website there, HTTPS and all the other jazz. Uh, so you get it, but um, you got so many great, uh, opportunities and reminders for people you know you're you know you're you're so on fire that it's that it's great and you know just remind people to google stuff again you know there's so many opportunities out there you know google what you're interested in as you mentioned the whole um you mentioned the franciscan knights of um you know you know hope and whatnot uh there's actually a larger conference coming up this weekend uh right before that on franciscan's campus uh called jesus 2020 uh, and, and Dr. Scott Hahn is going to be uh, preaching there. Uh, so is uh, uh, Father Dave Pavanka, the president of Franciscan uh, University. Uh, you know, go Google this stuff and and it's all free. I mean, the amazing thing is that you no longer have to travel to, uh, you know, far away um, places. You no longer have to go far, far away. You can sit in front of your computer or sit in front of your live streaming television with your family around it and be able to watch this stuff. So, you know, praise God that we have the technology, praise God that we have the, um, you know, ability to do this stuff. So thank you so much, Christina, for all that you're doing and, and the ways that you say yes <laughs> to holiness in your life, uh, because it certainly uh, is inspiring all of us today. Yeah, I, I will second that. And and it, it's such an honor. And and you know what, Christine, I look forward to working more closely with you through the things that we've been doing with smart Catholics and, and maybe some other things too, because I think I told you, well, you know that I'm the director for the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation and that we're always doing, attempting to do our best to help to bridge that community uh, especially for those affected by divorce and separation. And I know you were one of those people. So you understand that as well. Oh, yeah. So thank you. No, um, a very wise Jesuit once told me, he said, uh, all of us uh, have five wounds that we carry uh, in our lives. Um, and uh, just as Jesus had five wounds, so do we. But it's from those wounds that God is able to flow his mercy through us to others. Um, and so those are not weaknesses, but rather those actually become the points where we connect with those who he wants us to bring closer to him. Uh, so uh, as long as we remember it uh, and, uh, and we remember what we're created for, you know, as you said, Bill, you know, no love and serve him uh, is, a, is a great uh, you know, way for us to remember, but it, it's, it's all about uh, how can we become those images of his love and mercy in the world um, so that others are able to know that same love and mercy in their own life and share it with those that God's put in their life too. 
it, it's the it's the pass it on pay, pay it forward pass it on <laughs> yes amen amen please do come back again to sewing hope oh sure I'd love to I, have uh, you back again yes I, I would, um so uh there there's so much uh so much work to be done so many different things uh and uh, so it, it's always a great joy uh and thank you so much for, for the opportunity and the privilege to be with you guys it's a great way to start a, a wonderful feast day <laughs> amen is. amen it is happy feast happy, day everybody happy feast to everyone listening definitely mm-hmm. uh, and folks i want to uh remind you uh as well that you speak speaking about smart catholics and all the amazing things that uh they have going on there uh and Certainly tune in to Anne's show this Friday night, uh, Journeys in Faith, on uh, Patchwork Heart and Fiat Ministry Network. But um, I, I want to encourage all of you to join up right now for a, an, another free opportunity. We've been talking a lot about these free opportunities here. Uh, but we have ongoing right now, uh, partnering with Smart Catholics, Patchwork Heart Ministry, and Parousia Media. We're doing a 27-day uh, long pilgrimage, uh, Advent pilgrimage from the Advent or the Advent pilgrimage from uh, Eden to Bethlehem. And uh, we're combining the Jesse tree and the Las Posadas, uh, the, the Las Posadas together. Uh, and uh, Charbel and my, myself and Dominic have put together a wonderful, wonderful pilgrimage where you get a daily video emailed to you. Uh, and all the vi- you can watch all the other videos, but we have wonderful speakers. I mean, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Jeff Cavins, uh, Dr. Matthew Leonard. We have so many amazing people coming at you to share with you about this journey of faith that we're all on during Advent that I really encourage you all to go over and sign up. It's very simple, parousiamedia.com slash Advent Pilgrimage, or you just go to parousiamedia.com. Uh, you'll be able to find it uh, and, you know, register. It's all for free. You're going to get a daily email. There's no other spam. We're not looking for uh, a whole lot of other, you know, you're not going to get marketing emails and all that stuff from us. We we just simply want to feed you with the gospel from amazing speakers. So please uh, check it out. Uh, and, and again, watch uh, Journeys in Faith with Anna Santis this Friday night because she's going to have Charbel on and he has an amazing story. Um, he's, he's the author of a book about how Islam helped him grow and convert to a deeper way in the Catholic faith. So, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal uh, story that Charbel has and, uh, and, and his, his journey of faith is awesome. So, uh, and, um, and, uh, Christina, thank you guys so much. Again, I want to make sure I give the website out for Christina. Once again, uh, it is say yes to holiness.com. Uh, and, uh, it's just been a pleasure having both of you on and Christina, we definitely have to have you back. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Uh, <laughs> we, we love it. Thank you again, guys. Uh, as I said before, it, it's a great way to start a, a feast day, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, with people who are also striving for holiness to, and the work that you guys are doing is, is phenomenal as well. So thanks for the thank opportunity you. to yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, thank you all for joining us uh, today here on this episode of Sewing Hope. And uh, again, please head over to our website for more information about our ministries. Uh, patchworkheart.org has all the info. But until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation, and Fiat Ministry Network, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. 
For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Are you looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and faith this Advent season? A Contemplative Las Posadas by Bill Snyder is a novena that offers reflections based on the traditional Mexican devotion that reenacts the journey of St. Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The ecclesiastically approved devotional is available for purchase for only $4.99 on our website, patchworkheart.org, or emailing info at patchworkheart.org.